Hello, this is Lawrence Gray, founder and director of YPG. This special edition of the YPG podcast is a collection of some of the best moments of the eight episodes we've posted so far. Our first episode was with techno and house producer Santiago Salazar. He had some really valuable parting thoughts to share at the end of the episode. Check it out. Be positive. Be as, uh, as positive as you can. And if you're in a bad situation, instead of reacting in a negative way that can probably put you in jail or something, use that energy for good and make a track. A lot of times in my life um, where something bad has happened to me, I lost a family member. Instead of reacting in a bad way, I just turn on the equipment and create. So anytime you're in a negative part, and if you could get to your keyboard or to your Ableton or to your VST, whatever you use, make something positive from your negative. Next up was Jerome Potter of DJ DS. They worked on The Life of Pablo with Kanye West. I asked him what young producers can learn from the way Kanye works in the studio. I mean, I think one thing that I would kind of think about in music but never really vocalize, but he kind of often would try to pull out emotions that are from different senses and apply those to music. For example, one time he he was like, I want the chords in the song to feel like the first time I tasted my mom's chicken soup. <laughs> and like that's a huge lofty expectation and yeah. goal but if you can get <laughs> close to that you know and so it's like you think about what are the moments in your life that you cherish and are like big moments or like nostalgic moments like the smell of your grandmother's house or like things like that and like think about like how can I make my music sound like that which sounds like you know it, that's so abstract and but I do like thinking about that like mm. there's so many different emotions that music can evoke and like you can really create you know it's I think about it like it's this this sonic landscape and it's like there's infinite possibilities of whether you want to do field recordings or you want to like sample you know, metal clanking around, you can create a world and those kind of subtle things um, can evoke different emotions that aren't just like, oh yeah, this sounds like this other song I heard one time. Like, no, this makes me feel like the first time I like got my driver's license or this, you know what I mean? And like, I thought that was like a very interesting way of just even thinking about music. And uh, yeah, that kind of like blew my mind a little bit. I mean, it's such a visceral thing. I want it to sound like my mom's chicken soup tasted. Like, I mean, that's, I think it's important, I guess, for a young musician to think about it. Like, let your emotions in to the track, yeah right? i think and that's and that's hard you know it's like yeah. you want to be you, being vulnerable is a difficult thing to do you you know yeah, if you can feel scary and it can feel like you're not being strong and like you know i think being stoic is like an easier kind of fallback in a lot of ways and but the things that I think a lot of time with like a really the most powerful music in the world is like things that connect globally or connect to a lot of different people or things that hit on different emotions, whether it's like just a really happy, fun dance pop song and like everyone can sing along like ABBA is like mm. maybe people wouldn't classify that as like very emotional music, but like it is, it's just like very totally. happy, positive emotion music and it, and it achieves that perfectly. And then like there's very sad music that, you know, it doesn't necessarily, but I think just like 
emotional, whether it's happy, sad, or scary, or you know, whatever it is. Gerhard Bayless, CEO of Ableton, was our next guest. I asked him what entrepreneurial young people should be keeping in mind if they want to start a company. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a little cliched, but I think it really is true. You have to somehow find what's dear to your heart. Like, if, if your heart is in music, then I'm sure there's a way to make your way in that. Mm. In one way or another, we can't know this quite yet, you know. The, the world changes quickly, but I think it's really important to look into what actually gets you out of bed mm. every day. What is it that excites you and what is your most, what is your deepest passion? Like, you know, for us, it was never, we were not looking for careers or anything. We were really just about wanting to make something cool that we needed, mm. that we felt was missing because we loved it so much. So somehow I think it's a tapping, like what is your deepest inner wish? Mm. What, is, what excites you really at the bottom of it? But it sounds like it's, you know, what is exciting to you, but also like you said, where is there a gap, right? Mm -hmm. So like, what do you love? Think deeply about that and then look at that world and see if there's something missing. Like you were saying, there was this no product available to be using as jamming as songwriting. Yeah, and I, I heard the other day from like some investment guy that he's always looking at like, you know, this guy gets a lot of uh, proposals for businesses to fund. And he always looks for the people that solve a problem that they actually have themselves. Mm. I find this really interesting because you can certainly analyze some other person's problem or, you know, be more a researcher in that sense. But I think if you find something that really is a, is, a, is a gap that you experience in your own world and that you can really get passionate about because it's like something you want, mm. that's so powerful. Our next guest was Jizzle, a rapper, songwriter, and alumni of Fauché Learning Center, one of the schools we work with. She came to the school and told the students how she got from sitting in their seats to writing songs for hip-hop artists like Ty Dolla Sign and Trey Songs. Uh, I will share with you guys one of one of one of the it's really simple, but one of the more profound things that someone has told me, and, just, and recently in the last year, um, and then it was reiterated again. It like resonated with me as soon as I heard it, and then it was re re reiterated again, and. Um, so I, I, I believe it, and then when I look back on my life, I, I think it, it's true. But uh, Puff Daddy told me when we were shooting the You Could Be My Lover video, he said, all you ever needed is what you have. And uh, mm. I just want you guys to know that. You have everything that you need to do whatever you want in your life, and it's all in here. It's all up here, and it's just gonna be up to you to decide on what you want to do, how bad you want it, and to do the work. But everything you need, you got it. Next up is a CalArts professor and excellent producer and DJ named Jordan Hokenbaum. I asked him how young people can be using their music technology knowledge to live better, both professionally and personally. For me, you know, I feel it's very humbling to be able to put music out and to perform it. 
Um, but for me, I just actually need to make music. That's mm -hmm. my balance, right? And I mean, I, I love everything I do outside, you know, not with Cadenze and with teaching. And, you know, before that, a lot of the consulting work I was doing and, you know, I was saying I was working at Twitter. I mean, yeah, yeah. all of that was really fun, challenging, rewarding work. Um, but for many of us, we have this creative impulse. And if you, if you don't act on it and you suppress it, you're just not in a good state. You know, you don't have mental clarity. You're not dealing um, with, 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 you know, your creative impulse. So for, for me, um, that's just so important that mm. no matter what I'm doing, I always make time. Because uh, that's the other thing. Once you start working, um, you know, it takes a lot of time and energy to build a company. Oh, yeah. Or, you oh, know, yeah. even, you know, if you're working, you know, at Starbucks or something, that takes a lot of physical hours, right? Yeah. And so, you know, when you come home, it could be very, you know, you, when you're tired, it's very easy just to say, you know what, I'm not going to turn, turn the machines on. I'm not going to open my laptop up tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm just too tired. I'm just going to veg, yeah, yeah. veg out and watch an hour of something. And we need that too, obviously. Um, but, you know, if you're a creative person, you have to force yourself to p at least put in, put in an hour a day. You know, even just mm -hmm. an hour, even if you open it up and you don't save anything and you close it, you just exercise that muscle, mm -hmm. you know. And so, um, yeah, just don't let yourself off the hook. You know, brush your teeth every day and make some beats every day. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I love that. Our next episode was with Kenny Siegel of Team Supreme. I asked him how he got connected with them in the first place. Yes. So I was, this was another example for me, at least of being at the right place at the right time. Uh, I knew Steve, but not very well. And I didn't know, I knew DJ nobody. I, I knew a few of the people that were early involved in team Supreme, but most, but I did not know like Dane or Preston or Mike or any of those guys originally. Uh, so fast forward in my own career from like the days when I was in college working with the rappers, I started working, uh, full time at a company called Elias arts that did music for television. Mm. Uh, and although I was still putting out albums, I put out albums all through the mid two thousands with various people. I'd kind of slowed down on my own music somewhat because I've made music all day at work yeah. uh, for TV stuff. And so I was at work one day and I saw them post team Supreme volume one on Facebook. It just showed up in my feed. I listened to it. I was like, Oh, this is crazy. Cause <laughs> at that time I wasn't super familiar with like the trap electronic sound. Like I listened to Southern hip hop, but like that was right when like the idea of like, I don't like EDM trap kind of was just first being invented. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there was a lot of those types of sounds on that. I, I just remember being like, wow, this sounds like music from the from the future. And the job that I had doing the TV music, we basically would get challenges every day. You come into work and they're like, Hey, we're working on this Toyota commercial. You need to write a, like a techno song for it or a rock song. And then we would all go in our studios and compete for it like separately yeah. so when i saw team supreme i was like oh this sounds just like what i do for a living so i literally sent them a facebook message after the first one came out and ironically i think dane was the one who answered i've told the story on a couple interviews at this point they originally told me like hey man sorry like it's kind of like a friend invite only thing <laughs> i think without knowing who i was at all and uh. then they must have googled me right afterwards because like five minutes later i get a second email from them that's like yo man we just checked out your we'd be honored if you'd like do a beat for us for the next one. Cool. So I was like, cool. And the next, I think two volume two had already been 
started at that point. So I came out on volume three mm. and I wrote a really cool beat. And they basically started including me on the emails every week after that. Because at that point, it was like a very loose thing. It wasn't really very official in any yeah. way. Uh, and then they did the first show. And that's when I met everyone when we did the first Lacita show. Uh, and it just so happened, like, sometimes you meet people that you're really on the same wavelength as, and, like, we were all just, like, really on the same wavelength. And, and that's a really special thing when that happens, but I want to I want to loop back to what you just said and highlight exactly what we were talking about at the beginning, right, where you've been shedding, you've been working, you've been grinding, you've been really making it happen on your own, and then putting yourself out there, sending that Facebook message. Oh, making, totally. That was... Know, it's like a perfect example of that. Yeah, that was a great example of, yeah, like I, I reached out kind of on a whim and it turned into a whole new chapter in my life pretty much. Yeah, bec uh, and because you had prepared, because you had put in the time, you were ready to go. Next up was Juan Mendez, better known as Silent Servant. He had some really interesting things to say about how the artists students love are just people. I mean, that's what you got to realize. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like I grew up, you know, my parents moved here when I was two. So, like, um, from Central America, from Guatemala. Um, so, like, I'm not even first generation. So, like, you know, I worked as a janitor from, like, the age of 12 till I was 18. Like, taking out trash, cleaning bathrooms. Like, that's what I did, you know. And, like, went to school and I played sports and skateboarding. You know, that's pretty much, and, like, was DJing at the time. So, like, you know, m like, what you got to realize is, like, yeah, like you were saying, like basically anyone that does anything, the the difference between you and a person that that made it is the fact that they tried. Really, that's it. You know, it's like it's that simple. Because like, and that's what I'm saying about persistence and presence. It's important. Like, if you really want to do something, that, that's like those are the defining factors. It's like you have to try, because if you don't, they never know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, don't be afraid to take internships. Like, you know, like go work. In, you know, go if you if you like a, a record label or if you like, um, you know, usually with record labels, the best place to start. You know, just be like, hey, do you guys need interns? Like, can I help you guys with your mail? Whatever. Because usually that stuff, you'll be around it. And once you're around the culture, you start seeing it, you start realizing, like, yo, that dude's just like me. There's no difference, you know? And then you go from there. And and I see it with, like, a bunch of people. Like, you know, you end up working at a record label, and then all of a sudden, like, your band, uh, you know, you, 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 like, you just have more connections at that point, you know? And once you have that access... It's you then you start seeing the inside of it. it. Really, it's like it starts like breaking down the walls of what. Oh, dude, like that's so crazy. It's like it's actually not that crazy. It's like it's complicated, but it's not it's not unaccessible. Our eighth episode was with Zach Seacoff. He produced half of Vince Staples' record, Big Fish Theory. He had some real words of wisdom to share for people who like to act too cool. Check it out. There was a whole generation of people that tried to not care about anything. And it just happened, and it just ended, I think. And you guys are a part of a generation that, like, you can care about stuff. Because, like, there's stuff to care about, for real. Not everything is post-history, post-meta, Like, no, you are an artist, and you have tools to make art, and be serious about it. Make some that you really dig. Because now's the time, like, that. now's the time. Or, you know, or just have fun. But, like, there's no pressure on it to, like, have it be the easiest, coolest thing that you've ever done. Like, let the struggle with it be, like, the art of it, like, mm. for sure. And, like, yeah, it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be quick at all. Why would you do something that you would, like, feel like you did, like you won it, like, immediately? Like, you want to do something that'll be a part of your life. Like, 
you know, I love music. I always will love music. Like, you know, the same way that people learn guitar and just keep playing guitar at their whole life. Like, I'd love to keep fiddling around with synthesizers and making beats and working with musicians and thinking about music. Like, that's the best. And so, yeah, there's no time for, like, being too cool for school about it because you, you know in your heart that the music that you really, really like, you don't feel like too cool for school about it. You love it. You love it. And you got to feel that way about what you do. Thanks for listening to this special edition of the YPG podcast. We post new episodes every month with the producers, musicians, music tech people, and music industry folks that are shaping the world our students will go into. But anybody who is making music can get a lot out of these discussions. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud. We appreciate any ratings and reviews to help spread the word. All right. Thanks again for listening. We at YPG hope you take what you heard in this podcast and use it to make the music you love. 